Did you know that if you buy into REITs and maximize it with the short fund of the optimization of financial remuneration, you can actually profit without doing any work? Bo, That's, you missed your insider uh... information right there for you. Straight from the <laughs> Trump man himself. I'm his personal friend. I like Trump. I really like Trump. Trump likes me. We like each other. But, you know, you, just well, as it's true. Trump does love the poorly educated. <laughs> you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Three dudes unlimited opinion where conversation is the foundation for higher thoughts probably in likely it's a good chance of it but first before we get to that good chance i'm bo schwartz and i'm going to do things a little differently and introduce my man climbing the ladder of of, of work mr croft and steers work hey, ladder bo, man it's me wage slave here in the his house and also with us, as usual, is the the Renaissance man, the Picard of our age, the independent spirit of independent opinion, Mr. Michael Hodgins. Michael, Renaissance man. I, I thought you were going to say climbing the ladder of construction because I, <laughs> I was on a ladder the other day. Now, climbing a lot of ladders these days, but they're not corporate bureaucratic ones like the ones Crofton's climbing. I would like to point out that Bo's example of a Renaissance man was Jean-Luc Picard, a fictional character. So his best example of a Renaissance man <laughs> is a fictional character because from Star are, Trek. Because there are many. Name it. Who, Donald Trump? He's a Justin Timberlake. Man. Justin Timberlake. He sings, he dances, uh, he acts. That's, no, he that's a all. triple threat. That's, not a that's triple threat. He's a triple threat. Justin Timberlake's your example? <laughs> I'm, I stand by it. And and the next generation Bieber, he's also a Renaissance man. No, he's not. Man, he the, not. let the criticisms he, 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 of one another's opinions begin he already. Guest, he did guest star on an episode of CSI, but he wasn't very believable. Oh, he was in Zoolander too. Hey, maybe maybe Bieber is a Renaissance man. I'm I underselling. Don't know him. what a Renaissance man is. I don't think you know what a Renaissance man is. It's Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, because he's good at more than one discipline. And he lived you know in the who it is? If, oh, we're talking, oh if we're talking celebrities, I think it might be James Franco. James Franco's for sure a renaissance man. He's like getting his PhD on right now, man. He's learning, but he's also he celebrity. so many different things. And he spent some time plumbing last year. Hmm. Actually, probably Daniel Day-Lewis. So we're going to make Mike's boner go year. high, but Daniel Day-Lewis, who spent a year as a shoe cobbler to take breaks in between being an Academy Award winning actor. Shoe cobbler. Yeah, he was a shoe cobbler. You, you mm, told me that, I, didn't you? If I did it, I'd be a peach cobbler. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Man, are you a dad? Because your jokes sure sound like <laughs> dad jokes. What? Was that was a dad joke, i.e. terrible. Oh, like a horrible pun. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on it. You yeah. know. See, Mike's so unfamiliar with the internet, he's, he's also unfamiliar with the whole dad joke phenomenon that's sweeping the... Well, there's this place where I spend most of my time called Reality, yeah. and uh, it's oh. not like the internet. Sure you do, old man. Sure you do. So. I chased the toddler around all day today. It was uh, very t- tiring. 
Well, <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I had this moment today where I was like, man, like I have so much more respect for my mother now that I have a kid and do the stay at home dad thing. And I'm like, man, it's so much work. And like, sometimes I'm like, I couldn't even get dinner together. It was like a horrible weight, like scrambled eggs. <laughs> I'm like, how did my mom have two kids and like make meals for everyone? Is that all my, like, I can't, it's so much more harder work. And when I was coming back after the whole day of like being with the kid and he had a bad nap and I was just like dragging my ass. And I was like, and I realized like having a job is so goddamn easy compared to, taking care of your kid. I like a job because I looked at my bike, which I used to commute to work. You go to work. Someone tells you what to do. You kind of do it for a bunch of time. And then you come home. It's super easy, even if it's a quote hard job. But like, I don't know. Raising a kid is just like, it's so draining in this different way. It's like, anyways, whatever. It is definitely tiring. I totally appreciate it. I totally appreciate uh, my mom more raising three boys definitely than uh, I did at the time. And and parents always say that stuff to you too, especially when you're in your 20s or something. They'll be like, you you know, they'll say like, oh, you don't appreciate how difficult it was or blah, 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 blah. And and you're like, yeah, I do. But you don't really (laughs) (laughs) until until you have kids. Then you're like, oh, shit, it's fucking hard. However, I will say there probably are some jobs that are super tiring too. It's just that we've been fortunate enough not to have to do them. There there are, but when it's your own kids and they drain, it's just different. Like I think if you were a caregiver, it would be slightly different. You could maybe be a bit more detached. But my whole point was that I meant – like how many and still today like it's women it's mostly women who do this work and it is work and it's wholly underappreciated like so much so and anyways whatever and i am only a stay-at-home dad like two days a week and it's destroying me like and my conclusion was i'm pathetic that's what I'm, <laughs> I'm like i'm pathetic i can't do this this is so hard Anyways, which led me to having more respect for all the people that do do it, like my own dear mom. Anyways, and, and childcare workers because they sometimes don't get a lot of respect. I it's mean, true. Some, you know, fair enough. That's good. Yeah, childcare workers have it. Uh, it's, they, it's hard, and you know, they're running after five of them all day. Like you know, that's crazy. Now that I think about it, but it, yeah, but they do it differently than you do your own kid. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Because I go to these play groups with caregivers, and they're definitely way more like I'm. Just they're just different because it's not their kids, you know, and they're but good it's at work, what they do. Is what I'm trying to grip. say, like it still drains them of energy. Like it's I'm oh sure. yeah, honestly, when I pick up my kid from Natalie, who's this amazing uh, daycare provider we have, like I just I can't imagine she has unlimited energy. She's got these five kids. She's doing arts and crafts with them. We they go out in the winter to take a walk. She's got to put each one of them in their snowsuit and boots and stuff like that. Take them all out. Uh, and by the time she gets the fifth one in, the first one is like burning up in their suit. You know, it's like, oh god, I can't, I cannot imagine. It is definitely a difficult, uh, difficult yeah. job. And Underappreciated. Like, yeah, well, speaking of, uh, oh, do you still have another anecdote to tell? Because we got a. Speaking of, you know, difficult oh, yeah, jobs, whatever. we have a difficult job to do. Shitty lives. Okay. You know what? Wait, maybe so you'll... is this a Mother's Day episode? Is that why we're talking so much about moms? When's Mother's Day? May. I should know this. Oh. <laughs> You're a bit early. Jump the well, gun. better early than late, huh? Jumping the gun that? steers. Happy uh, Mother's Day, Mom. Wow. Pander much? 
<laughs> What's your story? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it out there. Oh no, it's no story. I, you know, I did manage to get the random topic machine oiled up somehow. Though you know, it doesn't require that much maintenance. It doesn't so need I'm oil, oil at all. You mean like you oiled the the engine? You didn't oil it like no, you oil the gears and the cranks. The engine runs on diesel and okay. coal sometimes. All right, well, pull it, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get going. <laughs> now this week it's loud and bright. I hear Mike choking on that shit, and I'm proud. As difficult it is as it is to run one of those machines, it's much harder to be a parent. Ugh, okay. Much harder. Okay. The machine didn't scream at me once. Well, it spewed fumes in my face, but that's different. Okay. the The topic today is talk radio slash podcasts. <laughs> what? Uh, it's a bit meta. Ouroboros, man. Or oh, Ouroboros. sweet. I was wondering when we were going to go meta. This could be our jump the shark moment. It's true. What, do you, what does that mean? It means there's an episode of Happy Days where, where the Fonz is water skiing and he gets yanked over this shark and people use it as, as the defining moment where no, the quality wait. of – shut your hole – the quality of Happy Days took a dive from that point on, and now its use is an analogy to say when a television show or entertainment program, it, you know, it's like the point where you can mark the decline in its quality. No, right. don't That's say that. That's horrible, Hold dude. On. Wait, wait. I need no, to shut your hole. <laughs> I thought was, Sorry, I thought Mike. You go ahead. He was going to use talk. his motorcycle to jump over a pool with a shark in it. I'm pretty sure he was he was water skiing with a boat and and pulled over a uh, there's like a jump in the water and the shark was underneath. I don't I don't think it was a motorcycle in the pool, but I, you know what? I could be wrong. The, the, you know up. what? The point still stands. You sure it doesn't have to do with Jaws when Jaws like no, it was jumped happy onto the boat and the definitely happy days. shark. So I just so, wanted my version in there too because you guys seem to be just making shit up. What's the topic we're doing again? <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> I hate sharks. We're doing talk Watch. radio and podcasts. We're talking oh, yeah. about the people Our... who talk about the things that people talk about. So since Boom. this is meta, since this is meta, let's talk about like when we fuel, and I've mentioned this before, we fuel the random topic generator. We have to put topics in it. Like we empty this big bag of topics into it, whatever. Um, and when it came time for, for talk radio and podcasting were two separate topics, and you could argue they're two completely different things you would not be wrong they are different things however i think it's felt that they are similar enough that they're worth discussing as a collective having an entire episode on talk radio and a, a entire episode on podcasting would be kind of derivative so we're we're tackling both of these yeah. at the same yeah. at the same time i obviously favor one of the over the other i would i, w- I will leave it to the listeners i, I would echo what you say crofton in that they're wildly different formats but essentially at the end of the day it's and it's people talking and some people listening and it's mind-blowing the amount of people i know who think it's the lamest thing in the world to listen to talk radio like any kind podcasts or whatever like you're listening to people talk on there like it's actually kind of a niche thing even though radio isn't niche, if that makes sense, right? Because of the top 40 shit that everyone listens to. But nope. Yeah, there, there's also like, so um, I've listened to a lot of actual talk radio, like uh, podcasts aside, and you could, almost do, you could almost break that into a couple different categories as well, because there's AM talk radio, which is almost its own huge, that could almost be its own topic, which essentially is dominated, at least in North America, by 
extremely conservative sort of political ramblings or sports talk radio, which is makes me want to shoot myself in the head. It's the most boring thing ever. Uh, AM, there's AM talk radio, which is really those things, I think. And then there's like things like CBC, and I sort of assume CBC Radio 1 in Canada, which is across the whole country, which is its own other kind of talk radio. And I would argue that it's the kind of talk radio, um, and I'm going to, this is how, I, in my mind, I'm going to bridge this into podcasts, because there are, <clears throat> there's podcasts like what we do, which are kind of a little bit free form, and there's lots of them, you know, uh, a little bit off the cuff, fairly informal. But there's a lot of podcasts now I'm noticing that are way more like mainstream radio of the CBC variety than they are like this show that we do. They have a lot of production value. Um, there's someone like they, you, clearly there's a producer involved. There's always music playing over. They have in, they interview these guests and they kind of weave a story. It's exactly like the CBC. You're talking like and, NPR stuff or Planet yeah. Money well, NPR. Well, NPR is like CBC. It's that style. It's yeah. more like FM talk radio. It's just kind of like it's like journalistic long form radio, you know? And a lot of podcasts, like, I, I haven't actually listened to Serial, but I get the feeling it's a bit like that. I listened to, I've listened to all of the first season of Serial. It's you it, like that show. It, it's, I would suggest that you listen to it. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I don't entertaining. like crime shit, but... It, I, think, I think you would like Serial, at least the first season. Uh, it jumps the shark in the second season. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but the first season is 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 really good, is really interesting in how it's put together. But it it has like a um it has a musical theme, uh, uh, intros, ex, uh, outros, the show, much as our show does for that matter, and they use it for dramatic effect. However, serial is uh, scripted, and it's interesting listening to something that's scripted, like a podcast that's scripted, because when we when we're talking, we're having a conversation. There's tons of likes, us. Uh, you know, uh, uh, interspersed in, in our conversation, and it makes it sound natural because it is, but it could be annoying depending on what you're listening to. Now, if you listen to something that's totally scripted, like like Serial is, and, and listen to the host of Serial, uh, who has a very nice voice, uh, go through the episode it, with none of that. With like, it's extremely. Uh, she speaks very naturally. But it's with a with it's with a purpose and with, uh, I believe, a script. And she has none of the us and likes and you knows and whatever. It's very it's it's a different experience. It's a different listening experience. It feels more akin to listening to what were those audio shows back in the day. You know, well, like what I was just gonna say is that like because there's a whole there's a thing that's like radio documentaries and and uh, and I would say it probably falls into the into that category. Uh, they have them. Like, I mean, the CBC being talk radio that's sort of journalistic, and often they'll even say, this next following piece is a radio documentary presented by whatever, blah, 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 and it might be a 20-minute thing, and then there's kind of like some music, and someone's like, there's either a narrator or it's interview-based or whatever, but there's always like kind of overlaid of like background music, and, and it really is like doc documentary filmmaking except audio only, so there's often like flavor sound of kind of like you're in a market or you're on the street, and... It, it you know that's its own form, and, and the interesting bit is that like when I think about us, we're way more like we're way more like AM talk radio, uh, except we don't only hold conservative viewpoints. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we, uh, maybe we're the other way. Uh, we only hold more liberal viewpoints, somewhat. And we never uh, have any guests on the show to help talk about or 
conservative. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing about AM radio, because we're, you know, we're lumping all these things together, so there's a lot to talk about, but it's the call-in show. Like, and it's like a lot of AM right-wing talk radio, it's call-in all the time. Oh. And it's just like, and mostly just people bitching about everything, which is kind of, it can be interesting to listen to, except when it's too much of an echo chamber, uh, which I guess is maybe the same as three hosts with not that dissimilar viewpoints talking about something, but... Um, but yeah, and and then the interesting bit about that with Colin, it's like live, you know, on the fly. The host has to deal with whatever, and a lot of the people who call in clearly are, you know, crackpot. Maybe is a bit of an overstatement, but there's like people they start going on a rambling rants, and and you can just imagine the host cringing and being like, "I gotta cut this person off at some point." Uh, it's very raw. A lot of AM talk radio or yeah. call in talk radio in general. Yeah, yeah it's. <sighs> I think that the all right. I want to talk about favorite stuff because people know what well, talk radio is. Wait, and bef- whatever. but before we do, just because I just want yeah, and, I, and I'm happy to go into that. But I just want to say like, so what this is like this topic it spans everything. Like it's it, it's it's essentially all audio types of like types of communication. It's like from super raw on the fly talking to some random person about whatever to then having an expert guest on who's well presented an expert in subject matter and an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting go between stuff like what we do, which is people who, you know, host shows and talk about things. There's tons of those yeah. ones through to, uh, like the CBC and like journalistic through rate to full edited produced radio documentary style. So that's like a, quite a lot of stuff that's well, lumped it's, into this, what we're it's, talking about. It's everything. It's audio goodness, people talking, and you enjoying finding ways to enjoy it. I want to talk about some of the things because I feel like a lot of people don't get a lot of benefit out of it. They'll watch TV, they'll listen to music, but they won't spend their drive to work often listening to people chat about very about what you said, Mike, the various things. And I think I got my start first really loving something, which is was on the CBC. If, if you're an American listener, it's like I think NPR is like it was basically a similar analog. Um, and listen to Vinyl Cafe. You know Vinyl Cafe? We're Stuart McLean. Yeah. And he, that yeah. particular production <laughs> took place in an auditorium. It was a live performance where he talked about some crap. And then he'd tell a story, oh, which you was saw scripted. Him live? No, I never saw him live. But every oh. every Saturday when I was at work, I'd have the radio on because I'd be in the stock room at the Gap. Yeah, I worked at the Gap. I was fashionable back then. And... Um, we, I would listen. I would look forward to the Vinyl Cafe, and everyone like it's the gap. Everyone that works there, I'm sorry, they're not into talk radio. They're they're really nice people, but they're just not talk radio nerds. You typically find at the Gap, and I loved listening to that. And that show in particular was a big influence for me. So I don't. Do you guys have big influences you know, in the talk on. radio still, realm? I listen to it every week. Well, it's I've still... moved on. I mean, you know, I'm not like, but <laughs> like that was like that was literally like I think 18 years ago. That I would like. I was in my twenties or something, sixteen years ago. The guy's still doing it. It's great, and I hope to one day go back from you know, dig through all the recordings at some point. I think it'd be really interesting. But at the time, I remember loving listening to it. So, do you guys have favorites like things to talk well, radio? I, Not I now, but like huge inspirations. Like, I don't want to necessarily curate everything because no, but well, just, if you haven't listened, to like one thing. Radio, pick right? one well, thing. 
No, no, no. Why do I have to do that right now? Like, because I, I want to talk wanna go, about... You just said I, we don't want to go through the entire game of No, I want to talk about podcasts and I want to talk about audiobooks. I don't want to go and talk about them on an individual basis. I'm, I want to examine this topic a little more because... Unlike you guys, I feel like I am the the most detached from this topic, it, as detached as someone who records two podcasts can be, um, in the sense that that I I listen to you know a handful of podcasts. I have listened to um, talk some talk radio in the past, but really Mike kind of hit the nail on the head when he was talking about what it covers. Like it it it's as soon as it it's like saying you know uh, we're, we're are comic books good, bad, or bullshit? Are movies good, bad, or bullshit? Are books good, bad, or bullshit? Like, I mean, there's so much, and some of it is clearly good, some of it is clearly bad, and a lot of it is clearly bullshit. So it's it's tricky because I can pick out a few to defend any sort of argument I like to make. Uh, I would say that for me, I generally find them the least compelling of of – uh, the types of entertainment I consume, video games being interactive, uh, movies having a visual component, television shows having a visual component, even uh, m- music w- with the the beats and auditory experience. Well, I understand wanting breaks from music. If I had to choose between a world with no talk radio and podcasts and a world with no music, I would choose the world with no talk radio and podcasts. So. If I looked at all these things, th- then it, it it talk radio, podcasting, all that sort of stuff would be at the at the least. I'm I'm least interested on in the spectrum of all these things. Does that mean that I'm not interested at all? No, I have my favorite. I have my favorite shows and stuff, but I do see a lot of neg- negative stuff. I find a lot of it boring. First off, a lot of things I've listened to, I'm like, this is boring, or it's just not. It's not working for me or whatever. I find a lot of stuff is 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 just fills your ears while you're doing other st- stuff, but it would really not be something that I'd be sitting around making a point to listen to. And and then a, a ton of it and the talk radio side in particular, and Mike touched on this, but if you looked at the top most listened to talk radio shows in the United States, um, they are often shows like the Rush Limbaugh show or the Sean Hannity show. They t- tend to be right wing, the the bigger, um, the higher ratings, uh, and they tend to be uh, they tend to have their fair share of controversy and, and vitriol and, and bad stuff in them uh, as well. So, like, if you ask me how I feel about talk radio in particular, I'm more on the like dislike it side than I am like it podcast, and probably a little more on the like it side. There's, how do you? Two main things there's two things you touched on there. One was like the the first bit was like about uh you, you know where it sits on the spectrum of sort of inter- interactivity and, en- and engagement with the the medium. So like, you know, I take your point, video games very interactive, you know, movies slightly less so, but still engaging more senses and audio it's like being pared down. But for for that very reason, like I consume way more talk radio and podcast way more than I do TV or movies and certainly video games. And now these days in my life, I consume not much video games. And it's for that precisely that reason that you said. So what I find that kind of interesting because for me, the whole advantage of talk radio and I find a lot of things interesting. So unless it's, 
like, like I find I, I'm not easily bored by any kind of information that's new to me. I'm mostly like, oh, okay, and I can see a lot of stuff I listen to is very it would be boring to some people, I'm certain. But I can do other things and listen to talk radio. So I, for example, like when I'm working these days, I'm fixing up a house, so I'm doing construction all day. All day I can listen to talk radio. And and there's all kinds of different stuff. Some of it's newsy. Some of it's like interest pieces. I learn something new all all day, you know, and, and it's, so it's more than, and music's great. And, and you touch on music and I, I think it's a whole other, luckily we don't have to decide between music and dog radio, very, very, very different things, but music's great, but it doesn't like, I'm not usually learning anything when I'm listening to music. I'm being entertained and stimulated in some way that only music can do. And it's great. Uh, but talk radio, like I learn tons of stuff listening to talk radio. So it's a way, that, but I can do something completely different at the same time. So I can be productive at working, um, you know, building something, whatever it is I'm doing. I'm working with my hands a lot these days, uh, and then be listening. So, it, so whereas if I were to watch a movie, I'd have to stop doing the construction that I'm doing. I can't watch a movie. And still build something. I need my eyes, whatever. And I certainly can't play a video game. Now I need my hands too. So though those things are great, they require your full attention. But talk radio and podcasts require only that you're the part of your brain that's focusing on uh, sound to be engaged. You can focus the rest of your brain on a lot of other kinds of things. Like so you can mow the lawn outside and wear earphones, right? And listen to a podcast about something, learn something new and be interested and do something productive. But you can't do that with a video game because, you know, you'll cut your foot off or something because you'll be. So I think what you said is some of the negatives for you personally, which I think are totally valid in terms of engagement with the, with the are also its advantage because you can listen to these things and do something else. And I think that's a great thing about this medium. Specifically I, listen to them and not just get entertained, but have the opportunity to maybe learn something or expand your horizons of knowledge. Throw that I, in there. And I don't disagree with that, but like you can get that anywhere is what I'm saying. It's like it, it going through the different mediums, like the, it, it just so happens that that's the e, it, it's ease has an ease of consumption, which I totally give you my but I where guess. Where else can you get that? You said you can get that anywhere. Where else? I can watch a documentary no, on but TV. There you go. But you, you have just to watch it. it. As soon as I'm watching a documentary, I can't use my eyes to do no, something. No, no. I'm talking Bo, – I'm responding to Bo's point about the information, learning things. You can yeah, learn yeah, things from true. other places than audio books yeah, and, 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 or, um, or uh, what do you call I'm it? Not saying, uh, I'm saying it's, it's, you can simultaneously learn something. Like music you could listen to. You can make the same yeah. argument for music but there's little value. What I'm trying to say is there's a bigger value add – to listening to talk radio while doing well, something else because you have the potential to learn or be entertained or or just explore the world in a more meaningful way because music is really information. But to, to play devil's free. advocate on that, you can do that in other ways. You can watch stuff. The advantage is what Mike said, which is that you can you can do other things while doing it. And what I would would I would argue to that is um, it is really good for inner entertaining you when you're doing boring shit which is like uh when do i listen to podcasts i listen to podcasts when i'm on the bus going to work uh i i listen when i'm at work i'm too busy thinking about stuff and making like i'm my my mind is really active at work thinking about a bunch of stuff so i cannot listen to talk radio and i cannot listen to podcasts if if i was doing a really boring job I could do that if my mind if my mind was free and I was bored. I could do that, but if 
if I have free time available, then I'm going to use it to be actively involved in something uh, in as many senses as possible. The really the only thing that the function and the reason I listen to so little to, uh, talk radio and podcast is because my mind is always engaged with other stuff. I don't have that down that downtime. I would have to find that time in the rest of my life. Yeah, that's right? that's totally fair because like I would understand having you know work doing stuff that's more like writing and being a writer myself. I can't when I'm doing that. I can't really listen to talk radio and be engaged with it. That's true. Uh, that's this particular kind. Like, now you have a job that requires that of you. But there's tons, tons of jobs that are neither boring nor require what, what you're describing. Because like, I, I don't find the job I do boring whatsoever. And, uh, and or for another example, like I like in my spare time to do woodworking. Uh, it's not boring. I really, really enjoy it. I don't require the part of my brain that can absorb information to do it. Uh, I've also done a lot of graphic design. I don't. I can do graphic design, and I don't. And I can be engaged with doing it because it's just using a different part of my brain. And right. I understand what you're saying. It's very true. When you're doing like wordy stuff, you can't have someone babbling in your ear. But when you're doing other kinds of things, it works perfectly. And those are all good. Those are all good points. In which point it provides an accessory to the main thing you're doing. So I'm doing woodworking. Oh, you know what? I can listen to music on the side, or I could listen to this on the side. But like to me that there is value there you're right there's absolute value but it to me it makes it it makes it clearly uh less involving than any anything else it puts it at the bottom of the involving scale so much so that i can i can be doing other things um and 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 not you know and not even uh you know pay attention with with all of my senses or all i'm i'm not saying that that's necessarily bad but for me like again if you ask me eliminate one of these groups like uh audio visual or just audio or just whatever i'm 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 much more likely to to uh eliminate just audio although i can't think you know what what's interesting what's something that's just visual with no audio i guess art like uh looking at <laughs> paintings yeah, advertising some some paper advertising <clears throat> No, I'm not spending a lot of time doing that comic either. Books, comic I'm, books. I'm talking about oh, books. Yeah, oh, shit. Come on, Crawford. <laughs> books. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the learning the, thing. The learning bricks. The the, the, the um, that's no, a good... arguably you know books wouldn't exist without spoken word to begin with, but right. But but like books. Again, books. You're engaging with books. You have to you have to do something. You can't listen to something while reading a book because like it's using the same sort of part of your brain but that's why people you know and, and you mentioned very briefly and then you were going to go into it i do think they're different things audiobooks than this but that's why things like that exist like and i find it interesting that we're kind of arguing the exact same point and agreeing on it but we just agree on its outcomes like i think that its biggest strength this medium its biggest strength is that it does not require the level of engagement involvement then do those other things you're talking about. That's what makes it amazing. That I mean, I really like. Oh yeah, it. I, I I will give you that point. I just think it's all its biggest weakness is that it is the least involving of the of the of those things. So I mean, in terms of it, it's tough. It's such a broad topic. Like it's so broad. Um, because it, it it's like doing movies, you know. Like I mean, there are horrible movies, and there are great movies, and there are whatever. But I I will say um, that, and this is going back to um, 
the, as somebody who doesn't listen to a lot of it, my broad takeaways of talk radio are negative. And the reason they are, it has not to do with like the CBC and ideas and all the stuff that, that, uh, you that haven't Mike, listened to them. <laughs> Mike listens to. No, I haven't. I'm, I, and I already disclosed that I, in this, in what I'm saying. I'm like, like my, my overarching views uh, as someone who doesn't listen to talk radio is uh, and and you need to get that you need to get this because you guys are so heavily invested um is is that it is that it's it's negative because i see when when i hear like news being made from talk radio the news is generally uh controversial or bad or has to do with like some obscene thing some right-wing talk radio host said um you know i've listened to i like sports i've listened to some sports talk radio coming out of the parking lot of the hockey arena and it's boring as hell i agree with mike on that it's like i just i associate it with boring and controversial full of blowhards and all that sort of stuff like that's what i associate with talk radio and that sort of has made me less inclined to listen to it despite there being niche areas such as the cbc programming that would probably appeal to somebody like me right so it would, it would most definitely and it's it's funny i keep encouraging you to there's certain shows i know you would that but you would like, the, like listen to what i'm saying because i am saying that that stuff is good it, yeah. it, it may, may be entertaining but think about the broad swath of talk radio is it nine is it mostly the quality and the stuff of the cbc out there or is it mostly racist bile and like loud mouths like there's, what is it there's a lot of that like and i started by saying that like there's it's a it's am rate i don't know why it exists in the am but actually i think i sort of do and i learned this little tidbit or that makes me link into this from listening to a podcast one of my favorite podcasts stuff you should know which is awesome it's one of the most popular out there but um uh and they were talking about this guy i can't even uh remember what it was about but anyways it was about this guy who was cool story uh, actually bro. no it wasn't even stuff you should know <laughs> now i'm now i'm mixing up my podcast it was stuff you missed in history class which is also in the same family uh. but it was about this dude it was kind of an eccentric i can't remember it but it was like 18 you know 1800s or whatever but the the, the point being that this guy was kind of this eccentric guy who had some money uh and like practiced medicine without a license and stuff like that but he so he purchased a radio station an am radio station and he would broadcast stuff uh all the time about his like crazy kind of kind of snake oil stuff that he was selling and i think that there's especially in the states there's a history of stuff like that with radio because everything is super private enterprise right so it'd be like if you had money and and, and you could buy an am radio station and say whatever you want and and i think to some extent you still can if you have the money to finance it you can and i think am is cheaper and easier to broadcast on than fm so i think that's why the am band is filled with so much of this honestly garbage like you're right to say it uh is because it's like you can just go and say whatever you want it's like and a lot of people say like it's the airwaves we're communicating and uh and put forth forth the message and it's not a lot different than something like say fox news in the states which is just essentially a tv equivalent which has a super particular viewpoint that it's that it's putting forward uh and i, mean, I agree am am radio am talk radio in, in general is largely trash hey i had an uh, idea and there's a lot of it i had an idea too. i had an idea we should get an am station and broadcast the catalog on repeat over this channel and you know, possible. with advertising in between and once we scrape to get a little more money we can move to another city and slowly blanket the country 
in good, bad, or bullshit, and the exclamation mark podcast. Bo, Bo you, you you raise uh, you do an interesting segue because I feel like we've been giving podcasts a bit of the short shift. So do you want to start talking a little bit about because Mike's talking about AM, AM radio and he's absolutely right. But podcasting and I look at well, the three of us is the in terms of like anybody can do it pick up a mic and throw out whatever's out there. Like, I mean, that is the absolute, like, I cannot think of a medium. Like, if I had wanted to become a TV star or something like that, I would have had to work my ass off. But now it's like for podcasts, like, you can, we we got up on iTunes pretty pretty easily. And, and now we have dozens of listeners. Well, the internet um, has, you know like many things in the world has really lowered the bar to entry and helped people find audiences in their sub communities and for quality the, the world over and quality. But <laughs> All right. But I think what I wanted to say is that like, as someone who loved listening to talk radio, I grew disillusioned with it because it was never stuff I was specifically interested in. And with the advent of podcasting, you are a lot more likely to either a, Find the kinds of things you're interested in listening to, uh, radio dramas, scripted crap, weird stuff like this where friends debate a topic, um, stuff about bird watching. We found that bird watching podcast that has like more likes and reviews than us, and we're like, but why? And you know, and bird co- bird watching is a big. Thing I know, I know, but the point is that. If you love talk radio, but you just love bird watching so much that you can't stand listening to, I don't know, the current because that's not your jam, then or whatever, podcasting's got you sorted that way. So that now more than ever, there's there's a, there's a reason for people to re-examine their hatred or their distance from talk radio and come to it. And B, because I did an A a long time ago, but then I talked a whole bunch. B is if it's not out there, you can make it yourself. You know, I am really into socks i just have a like a mad for socks love socks not enough people out there talking about socks in the sock industry and sock con so let's do a show about socks and bring the community of sock lovers together to celebrate socks and i'm not sure it has legs <laughs> oh oh that that wasn't meant to be <laughs> oh yeah fun. yeah yeah i know it's just so innate now it's so natural to you um that you just that, i mean that is that is an interesting point like I mean, all I was going to say to, to counter, like, and that, that is a great thing about podcasts, absolutely, that you, you know, any, there's, on any topic, there is a podcast for sure at this point, or, as you say, opportunity. Really interesting point. Well, one thing that I find kind of curious about this, and maybe this is just because I'm a general interest buff, like, I'm interested in pretty much everything, so, um, you know, something like CBC or even AM talk radio when they span political, even if I don't agree with their slants, I might still find it engaging to some degree. But I wonder if stuff like podcasts, the, the downfall of it being that uh, um, people just end up essentially segregating themselves and their own interests, that's it. You know, and not that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but to be like, oh, I like whatever – and I only want to consume information about that. That's what I read online. It's what I want to listen to. And that's great, except you're not really expanding your horizons when all you do is seek out things that you already like and just consume more of them. That's that's great. But like you're not you know, you're not necessarily you're just going deeper into the whole well, of like that, niche stuff. That, that's not, not you something know. you can lay at the feet of podcasting or talk radio or anything like that. You more lay that at the feet of the person to be like, Yeah, you like all these things. 
but try something new. Like that, you, the same is true of like anything. From like, I always shop at Walmart for my clothes. Well, you know what? If you go to Banana Republic, you might find a look and style that suits you better and makes you more well liked, and all that other good stuff revolving around and consumers. lightens your wallet more, <laughs> <laughs> and gets you um, promotions when you do your job interviews. You oh, know, um, go listen to our episode on dress code. Yeah. But the point being here, the point being here that I think you're that's you lay that at the feet of the person because it's true as someone who listens to podcasts, I used to experiment a lot more with weird things and I find I have an ecosystem. I mean, I'm subscribed to about 40 podcasts at this point. Some are regular listens, some are not. Um, but I do feel sometimes like I'm looking for something new and interesting and um, it can feel limiting. So you have a good point there. But I think that's I, on the I, person. I would agree with both of you but definitely what mike says rings true to me because i okay i don't listen to many podcasts and when i do they're often either our shows quality control i'm not a narcissist i swear um, <laughs> You're not, you are a narcissist. And, uh, <laughs> and video game stuff because i like video games incidentally no. you should check out the exclamation mark podcast a finer podcast on video games you will never find um but but i mentioned i listened to serial earlier and it took like overwhelming buzz to get me to listen to to this to this show. And at one point, I was like, oh, I listen to all the new episodes of my shows. Oh, this has been number one on iTunes for a really long time. I'll listen to the first episode and see if I like it. But for the most part, and maybe you can lay that at the person, but I just really find I'm like, what am I interested in? I'm just going to look to find things in that field. So like nothing is forcing me to be a generalist. And and while I could, and I definitely see the merit in it, and Mike makes makes a good point. Uh, I, I tried listening to stuff you you should know. I listened to one episode was pretty good, then the next one was super boring, so I never listened to it again. There's like um, eight hundred episodes. <laughs> Just try another one. Yeah, no, no, but see that. No, they got that, two shots, and it was. There's there's so much out, there's so much out there, and and there it there it becomes like a needle in a haystack, and we have lamented on the, on this show before how difficult it is. For, to rise above the noise and to get noticed and to and a lot of podcasts and and this is i've I've noticed are based off celebrity um and and if they're not thematic successes like focus on a particular theme get there first become popular so they're known as the video game podcast or the authoritative bird watching podcast then they're based off a cult of celebrity and that's that person becomes famous through another means like uh and then yeah joe rogan adam carolla uh you know it could be anything yeah Yeah, they they do something and often they're c-list celebrities in some something but they they become then a big podcast personality because you just need to draw you know a few thousand people or something and then and then you you know you build from there but for three like in our case yeah, yeah, critical mass. We're three, three unknowns essentially, uh, and so With no so, friends or social networks. So <laughs> very hard for us to get it. So out. we're climbing, we're climbing up that steep hill, and it, no matter what the quality of our show, which is amazingly high quality, obviously, it it it's it's difficult to it's difficult to get noticed because it's just now we've reached a saturation point, and ironically. The other downside, uh, 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 or not downside of podcasts, but the other thing is like you guys know podcasts, you're into podcasts, I'm into podcasts, I listen to them. 
there is still a ridiculous amount of people that have no idea what they are. And I know it sounds – you guys are so in, in your own sort of like uh, world, especially Bo. He's really entrenched in this. may even come as a surprise. But like I was at the gym uh, the other day uh, because I work out a lot, guns to to keep going. But um, – and there was there were th- th- like two girls with me, both of my age, uh, you know, mid-30s and stuff like that. I, I mentioned that I did a podcast. Neither of them knew what a podcast was. When when I applied for a job one time, they um, the manager was all excited that I did podcasts and mentioned it to a director. It's like, he does podcasts. And it became clear to me that he had no idea what podcasts were. He, <laughs> thought, he just thought that was the, the coolest thing. He's like, this guy does podcast. He must be in the know of that sort of thing. He thought it involved writing. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, like he, he clearly could not have been further. So, so podcasts are still like the while they have you know there's thousands millions of people probably that listen to them there's it's still the wild west out here you know? yeah it's the wild west there's a zillion of them there's tons of people that don't know them uh still um so i mean like i feel like it's a growing it's a growing thing it's really it's really crazy as crazy as mike painted am radio as like podcasts are crazy times I, I- yeah. I want to add because your categorizations were good, and I agree with them. You know, celebrity podcast and the um, got their first podcast. There's a few others I say, which is like huge network supported podcasts. So like, oh, you're on NPR, so people just subscribe to you, whatever. Like, there's a bunch of those out there too. And the other kind are actually the actual thriving sub community ones that like the podcaster is able to sustain. A, a, a small amount of revenue doing and they don't have to be the best podcast but they're not an unheard of podcast i.e you know they're not struggling like we are because they have an audience we, that they have any they have a small but really engaged audience paid so, for by their so we have Thanks, this, mom. we have the small audience and we're just we're working on getting an engaged audience and that thing you said about call-in episodes i feel like gbb even if we did it for like one segment or took one or two calls per show, if we could set up something where we could get people to call in and chat with us, one person and give them a, I don't know, give them a prize or, or a thing, that would be kind of awesome. So something to think about. Anyways, well, honestly, probably be better off with if you're kid. listening and you like our show and you wish for more community interaction, interact with us, send us an email at goodbedbull at gmail.com or ping us on Twitter. And, and like as we're going meta here, like it's it's you know we've been doing this show for a long time. I really have no idea what our numbers are, but I I know that they're you know they're fairly low or whatever. And and uh, I would I would encourage people who do listen to let us know what they like about the show, what is stuff stuff that we can improve in, in ways that we can rise above the chaff and and be like. The, you know a, a a better show because or a more well known show even if it's just promotional stuff yeah. um because uh, but because as i said podcasts podcasts are crazy so with that uh gentlemen are you uh ready for maybe uh verdicts i think verdicts sound lovely crofton how about you mike yeah i'm ready you ready all right let's do this let's bring in the farm animals and if you don't know what that means it means this. Come on, come on, get in here. Order, I say. Order in the court. All right, 
right, it's verdict time. Order in the court, gentlemen. Order in the court. I'll go first in this one. Um, so, okay. Uh, so I find it kind of interesting the three of us have sort of different perspectives on this because I am definitely, my bread and butter is radio, talk radio, mostly of the CBC, well, NPR-ish style. Uh, and I still listen to, my dad loves right-wing talk radio when I work with him. He often makes me listen to it. So I hear a bunch of that stuff too. And I like podcasts. You know, I listen to podcasts, you know, maybe often daily, but I might listen to talk radio all day if I'm doing construction or something. So, and then Bo, a huge podcast guy, and Crofton is a self-absorbed narcissist. Uh, and <laughs> doing stuff. No, and Crofton just sort of has his toe in a little bit of the, a little bit of everything, but hasn't been that involved with this medium. But I think that's what it comes down to. This is a, this is a medium, you know. We're just and it's super broad, and there's all kinds of you know we we I think all touching this. There's a lot of garbage all over it, um, and a lot of great stuff. But it's but it's a medium, and 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 it has its applications. It has its places where it works, and it has its places where maybe you don't find it the most engaging thing. But it's like it's a medium, you know. It's like, and I I feel like it's well. Well, here's my verdict. It's good. Oh. It's good. Whoa. The horn. It's good because the, the more ways there are to uh, to consume content, I think the better. Because people are going to choose the ones that work for them. Like Crofton talks about how he generally prefers more engaging medium. That's great. I prefer less engaging medium so I can do something else at, this, at the same time. So this medium, perfect for me. It's it, it, and, and I consume a lot of it. And I think that's so. Any the more t- ways there are to um, to consume entertainment or information, uh, learn something new, whatever. That's a good thing. And even though there's crap on it, it's the same of every medium. You know, books. There's garbage books. There's great books. Like movies. There's good movies. There's garbage movies. It's the same all of them. And that's why it's kind of a hard. This to me is a hard topic in that it's too easy to just say I I, I can't see how you'd say anything else but good uh, because it's. It's like a it's a it's a medium and being like you know it's the you can you could more easily rate the content as bad or good, uh, but the medium itself I'm just like meh. It's been around for a long time and with the resurgence of podcasting, I think it's getting stronger than ever. I certainly hope so. Uh, so yeah, it's good. All right, good. Crofton. Uh, oh wait, I did hosting, so you, I should go next so that we have. Um, in order to make a good podcast, you need some. You know, you need a rainbow of voices. It can't just be all the same voice all the time. All right, so I'm giving my verdict here. Pretty straightforward. I have loved having people talk into my ears all of my life. I'm, I think I'm a pretty good listener, unless I'm being stubborn. Um, for the most part, I am observant and I like listening. And I enjoy very actively listening to the podcast. I'm engaged in when I'm going to work, when I'm biking, when I'm at work doing things, when I'm at home just but if I'm playing a video game, I'll pop a podcast. And man, those long nights playing Diablo 3, listening to stuff you should know, trying to learn shit while slaying demons. So good. Love the podcasting. The, I, I love that it's an evolution of talk radio because I love talk radio, but I didn't find a lot there for my personal taste. And I'm glad I live in a time where this exists. This is an amazing thing. And if you're someone that's not into podcasts, but somehow magically listened to this one out of all podcasts and got to the end of this and feel as excited as I am about podcasting, you need to listen to more podcasts. Podcasts are good. Yeah. 
podcast ambassador. That's my new You mean podcast and talk radio, which is the talk. And talk radio. I'll give talk radio good, too. We need that. Um, See, it's funny because I was listening to Mike's verdict, and honestly, uh, I thought we were all going to have the same verdicts. Well, well, not Bo. I thought Mike and I were going to have the same verdicts. Um, And uh, because... I'm just going to go right up and say my verdict is bullshit. So uh, podcasts and and, uh, talk radio bullshit. Now, that said, I totally respect um, Mike's and Bo's opinion because focusing on the medium uh, as opposed to the content, which, which I think is a good way to go about it, I would agree that it's mostly like, you know, it's, it's pretty good. Like that it allows, People to talk to other people and they can listen. That's great. And, and, but books or or movies or any of these things that are also like I again the medium and Mike is right to say that a lot of them have uh, have trash in them, right? So the reason I I fall more on 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 bullshit um, is is it, I'm focusing more on the content. I've chosen to focus more on the the average content. Rather than the medium, so in in the case of uh, podcasts and audiobooks, um, I think the things that are most popular and and it's it's either you're inundated with 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 choice and there's there's tons of like podcasts that are made in someone's backyard and or, you know of low quality. There's there's some really great ones. Then there's uh, there's some radio shows, talk radio shows that are about rallying white supremacists. And then there's some about developing new ideas, you know, like, so there's, there's, there's a full, there's a full range, but I think that the range is like, I've seen a lot of negative associated to talk radio in particular. Um, There's a lot of negative negativity out there in in the podcast world as well, but not nearly enough that I would ever think about calling these things bad. I've enjoyed so many podcasts. I've enjoyed um, a fair amount of talk radio as well, and I do see the value in them. I just think overwhelmingly there's a lot of garbage and and you got to filter through it and find the best stuff. It's totally worth doing. And this is a time where I use bullshit not as uh, a negative but as an accurate reflection of the amount of of junk that there is out there in these mediums, um, and uh, and do your work, do your homework, get to the good stuff. There is good stuff uh, there. You're already on the right track because you're listening to this show. But but I just I just feel that there's there's too much trash um, in comparison to to other mediums that may may skew higher on quality because they have a higher barrier of entry. Like what? I know we're done. Talking. I'm just curious which no, one. No, 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 no. We have to. Higher... We have to, the intro to last week's episode was Crofton saying we have to preserve the silos of verdict time. So this is me. <laughs> well, no, because you this brought me, up. Because you said closure. conversation never ends, but this is me. Putting I think you were trying col- to tell me to wrap it up. Me? I'm, no, I was curious because you were like, like another one. I'm like, which? Because I like I, I, the, the barrier to. Well, you guys talked about the barrier to entry to to podcast, AM radio, and all that being less lesser than the barrier to entry to almost any other medium. Like, if I want to make a TV, if I want to make a TV show, if I want to publish a novel, now self publishing is a relatively new phenomenon. But but to publish a novel originally, there's there's you had to get a publisher, you had to go through all these steps if you wanted to. Yeah, to but make that a was boom. the same as buying a radio. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. 
you barely have to get off your all you got to do is go to amazon order a mixer and a microphone and then sit on your couch and record a podcast yeah, <laughs> like there isn't is much like, you need I mean, to do I'm sorry the barrier is pretty low and that's what i'm just saying like the lower your barrier of entry the more trash you got i, I mean it's it's just that's how it how it uh, works now yeah. so, we have a higher barrier to entry because we do okay, put some quality into our work but Clearly. you know yeah all right uh let's wrap it up there guys we want an engaged audience, so if you're listening to our show and you always think, I can't write in, write in. We thought we would never be doing a podcast and be online personalities talking to you, and look, we just did it, and now we're that. And Crofton, he, me, Bo, Mike, we're famous on the internet just because we get up every week and do it. You can be famous too. Send in your emails. Look at me shilling for podcasting. For the life of podcasting and good, bad, or bullshit. Um, seriously though, the show is awesome, and it is more awesome when you guys interact with us. Let us know you're there. Give us your thoughts and opinions. Especially, give a shit. We love it when people disagree with us. That's the, how the foundation of conversation creates higher thought, according to a Russian guy that Mike brought up one time. I, I like uh, it when people agree with me. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the email address is goodbadbull at gmail dot com. Tell us your thoughts or your favorite podcasts or negative thoughts about podcasting there want to find out more about the show goodbadbull.com find us on twitter at goodbadbull there's a facebook pa- uh, link and you know we have a patreon page if you want to support us and we have a subreddit that i don't think sees a lot of use but hey man it's there for you to play in if you love the reddit shit all right we are on the internet i just finished saying that so you can find us at places on the internet crofton if our listeners want to find out more about you where can they find you they can find me to tell me what the precise moment I jumped the shark was at Croft and Steers on Twitter. That's the si- that's the sound of silent disapproval. <laughs> Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about we're up, what you're up to, what you're doing, what kind of pictures you got, where can they find you? Uh, at ML Hodgins on Twitter, I guess. Wow. Why, okay. do, we have to, why do we have to? To promote Twitter. I feel look, like they should pay us for look, this Look, you don't. Because the idea is, and maybe because we should... Social media. Blah, All right, blah, listen, blah. Mr. Cranky Pants. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, this is going to go off the rails. Listen, listen, game of bullshit. Listen, listen. <laughs> Twitter we has can a stop, low barrier can, of entry. We can stop doing the Twitter thing. The Twitter thing... Also, you can find me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. The idea being that we do other things and we want to promote them. So if you <laughs> liked one of our personalities, they could find you and do stuff. Now, it but so I happens agree. that... Me and Crofton have other things that we do that engaged fans might want to be a part of, and that you know you you do cool stuff too. If you want a cement countertop, talk to this man. Michael makes badass cement countertops. Send him a tell while to get a to price uh, on this kind of stuff. And he put he makes coffee out of maple syrup. There's cool shit there. He just doesn't love selling himself, so I'm gonna sell him for you. He's an amazing individual. And he's got great things to offer. And if you want to see what that's all about, you can see his sparse but potent tweets on the Twitter at ML Hodgins. See, that's how you do it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, have you guys heard about this excellent podcast called The Exclamation Mark? No. What is The Exclamation Mark? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bo. It is a fantastic podcast with a high barrier of entry. Um, <laughs> well, you 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 make great recommendations, so I'll surely check out the podcast now that you've made this recommendation. Where can I find this fine audio journey? EXMPodcast.com, or you can follow us on Twitter. Mike will tell them where. <laughs> I 
I would be shocked if anyone has listened this far into this episode. <laughs> no Shots, way. You, you would be shocked to find out that we have some great fans. I'm telling you. They're just silent. They're shy. That's okay. They're shy. I'm all about lurking, you know? Yeah, so they're lurkers. <laughs> we love the lurkers. A lurk all over that She's thing. not eligible, ladies. Actually, you're not a lurker. Off the market. You, you are actually the opposite of a lurker because you have a show where you put your face on a camera and tell people what you think. Yeah, but like I'll look at Facebook, but I can't give two shits about liking anything or commenting or saying anything. Cause I'm, I'm like, I really don't care about this medium, I, exactly. but it distracts me for five seconds a couple times a day. And then he'll look at it and he'll be like, what is the most curmudgeon thing I can say? Uh, <laughs> that's a waste of taxpayer dollars. There, there. I'm no, good. he's more I, clever than that. Funny. Actually, that's Mike's got a type of thing I would never say. I, I am a big proponent of taxi. Mike's pretty clever. He actually proposed funny things. He, he, he try to be funny. You try yeah, to be an entertainer. You want to hear people complain about taxpayer dollars? Uh, super high taxes. Super high taxes. Super. <laughs> yeah, super that's we pay. We pay. We pay. We pay. Hang on, I got more. I got more. We got we got high production value here. Okay, it's just sickening. Okay, you know people go hang themselves in their goddamn closet. Okay, because this fucking place is a piece of <laughs> shit. This province is That's the asshole of the world. Radio. It'll suck the life out of you. Okay, <laughs> and we pay to live here. We pay <laughs> to live here. Uh, I thank stand you. by my verdict. Thank you, man. It's a We love you. I feel like that is was the best thing I've ever heard on radio. It's so but funny. So and so, just like that guy is speaking from his heart. All right. <laughs> From my heart to Mike's heart to Crofton's heart. Bye. That's got to be one of the worst endings we've ever done. No, no, it isn't. Trust me, <laughs> I know. I know. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.